Welcome, everybody, to Unleash, the fastest hour on the internet. I'm your host, Jeff Tett, CEO of Results, where we believe that poor execution is one of the biggest challenges that business leaders face today. And our role is to partner with management teams of mid-sized firms, helping you become exceptional at execution and alleviate blockages that are standing in your way of where you are today and where your business could be tomorrow. And today we are talking about values-based decision-making, and we're doing that with the CEO of SurePoint, Trevor Muir. Uh, he has extensive experience in using values to guide decision-making in turbulent, uncertain times, and every single one of those, he's come out of it better than when he entered. Uh, Trevor Muir is a 27-year veteran in the oil and gas industry. Trevor has extensive experience in the instrumentation, electrical, and mechanical fields, Initially gaining industry experience as a journeyman instrument mechanic, Trevor joined SurePoint Group in 2003 as a project manager and progressed through multiple leadership roles. He was named Chief Executive Officer in 2013 and is responsible for the strategic direction and operational management of SurePoint. He has a proven track record of maximizing operational efficiencies by focusing on a culture of constant improvement and the highest level of customer satisfaction. Trevor, welcome to the show. Hey Jeff, thanks for having me. So we're delighted to be joined by you today. And now, uh, before we start to talk about some of the values-based decision-making that, uh, that you've, I think, become synonymous with uh, um, in leadership circles, can you tell us just a little bit more about what SurePoint does? Yeah, you bet. Absolutely. So SurePoint uh, Group is an oil field services company primarily, and we do electrical instrumentation, automation, commissioning, mechanical, meter proving, packaging. Um, and we've also now pivoted in, or transitioned into fiber optics and telecommunication uh, as well. And anyone that knows SurePoint and Trevor knows that uh, that their business uh, in your business, Trevor, is is tightly linked with the oil and gas industry. And you've been through your share of turbulence over the last number of years, uh, without a doubt. And then we, we factor in COVID and this whole pandemic. Uh, why don't we go back to early days of, of pandemic and describe for us a little bit what the impact was initially to SurePoint and your team? Yeah, absolutely. Jeff, I think that, you know, we went through probably what all the leadership uh, teams went through with, you know, in the industry for every company and a lot of fear, uncertainty, revenues were dropping off a cliff. Uh, like in weeks, we were losing projects being delayed, POs being canceled. I mean, a lot of fear and uncertainty right at the beginning there. So what did you do as a team then? So uh, you must have had some pretty interesting decisions to have to make early on and, and sort of faced with uh, the consequences of keeping people, not keeping people? What was the impact even just with customer relations early on? Yeah, so I mean, it was an interesting time for sure and a lot of fear. We spent a lot of time talking about what are we going to do? Um, you know, how are we going to get through this? And our business is, is people. That's, you know, that's what keeps us going. But it's also where the majority of our overhead is. And, and so we did a couple things. We reached out to clients early on and, uh, and let them know we were there for them and, and offered, uh, you know, uh, savings to the clients before we got letters asking for them. But we also looked at our team and we were making, you know, we we're going through probably making decisions similar to everyone else and looking at, you know, who we, who, who we could let go and, and started to make a list of people that we believed we were going to have to, uh, to release just due to the economic uncertainty and the, and the reality that we're facing of revenue dropping. 
So that, you know, that is where we were early on. And Trevor, I think that's what I'm most interested in, in really digging in with you is you, you get to this place where you realize that you're going to have to start making some decisions with your people. And uh, how did you then, how did you sort of use your values to guide you through a period where there was no playbook for there's there was just so much uncertainty of what the right answer or the wrong answer was uh, and even just how bleak it was looking for your business in terms of how much runway you thought you had with cash and all those kinds of things so there's there was a bunch of variables at play that um, that I think all of us were experiencing as business leaders and it's easy to, to just go to the people as that's the thing that we cut. Let's, let's just lay off a bunch of people, get our expenses under control, wait for things to normalize and stabilize, and then sort of re, re, uh, readjust as, as things start to hopefully stabilize for us. What did your team do that was different? So, so we made the list, as I said, and we looked at all the positions and it was uh, lots of back and forth and, and obviously tough things to do. And on a Friday, we determined, you know, kind of finalized that the, the Monday, Tuesday, we were going to uh, start to do layoffs. That day, I just didn't feel good, to be honest with you, like my stomach hurt. And we'd been through a lot in the past. So we did have a playbook to go back to. We survived forbearance and a recession and lot, lots of things internally we had to work through. And so we had a bit of a playbook to go back to. But the one thing that just didn't sit well with me was this was not the time at all to be letting people go. The fear, the uncertainty, um, the fear of a, of a you know, of COVID, of a illness or a, or a virus or a disease that nobody knew anything about. And, and on top of that, folks were going to be, we were sending them home to, to be alone. You know, the, the normal coping mechanisms that people face, Jeff, they, we just really determined that, you know, this wasn't normal time for them and the emotional health of our people was important. And, and, you know, I, I, I called our VP and our CFO at about seven o'clock that night or seven 30. And I said, don't let anyone go. I said, at least not now, um, you know, we have to, we have to let this normalize. We don't even have all the information. Uh, you know, we don't know how long this is going to go. We don't know how bad it is. Um, what we do know right now is that people are going to be sitting at home in their heads um, without normal coping mechanisms. And, uh, and that's the conversation that we had that night. How tough of a sell job was that? You know what? It, it wasn't, wasn't tough at all. Obviously, uh, you know, from a financial perspective, a lot, lot of risk and our, our CFO was and our VP of ops and very strong. And like, uh, huh? Like no one? I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah, no one. But within 10 or 15 minutes of, of talking through it and, and explaining, you know, f folks can't go, our people, our people can't go in and see their parents. They can't go for beers with buddies. They can't go on, you know, they can't go on dates with their spouses. The kids can't swipe left or right on Tinder and do whatever they do. You know, there, there was just nothing normal. They can't even go find another job. And so it was a real easy sell. And, and then went back to, we have a foundational core value that we rebuilt SharePoint on a few years back. And it was the, you know, the core value we care. And, and I said, guys, you know, we're never going to get a better opportunity in our life uh, to, to show we care than right now. And, and uh, our, people in, our people need us. And so it doesn't mean we're not going to have to let people go. It just means we're not going to let people go right now. And we can communicate and be honest and let people know, you know, at least buy some run, you know, give them some runway and buy some time, if nothing else. And then just see how things unfold. You know, we didn't have to knee jerk. And we learned that from prior experiences, uh, you know, some tough times we faced. So Trevor, you're demonstrating and you're certainly expressing a lot of empathy. Uh, it sounds like you, you spent a lot of time thinking about what it was actually going to be like for the employees if 
you laid them off. What do you think is it is about your leadership style that sort of causes you to, to think that way? How did you get that way? Um, on, honestly, uh, you know, I've been asked this question before, Jeff, and I got I got that way because, you know, I've been I've lived through some tough times personally and and, you know, really had struggles in my life uh, with, you know, with my own mental health and didn't know where to go or or, or what to do. And and I ended up, you know, hitting a place where I reached out for some help. And it kind of was a major shift for me uh, in how I how I was as a human being and certainly as a leader. And and so, you know, we bring a lot of awareness in SharePoint as a team to each other. And and we, you know, we we talk about feelings and we talk about emotions a lot. And we talk about the mental health of our workers when things are good and, and bad. And and, you know, uh, that's one thing I love about this company is the the folks rally around each other. And so easy, easy sell for us on this um, or for, for me and then for us as a leadership team to uh, to get everybody on on board with this and, and supporting it. Um, but I, I think, you know, from my perspective, it's just been, you know, it's just been life, life lessons and some of them have been tough for me as well. Mm -hmm. So Trevor, I can appreciate that there was a lot of work that would have gone into some financial modeling and forecasting that was based on at least some temporary layoffs. So then at the 11th hour, uh, you announce this change of plans, you sell it to the executive team. Uh, uh, what did this do to the financial snapshot and the financial picture of SharePoint? Like how much runway, uh, how much runway did you reasonably have at this period of time? Well, the truth was we, we didn't know, um, you know, we're not a, we're not a hugely profitable company. You know, the, it's been a tough industry o over the years. Uh, we, me and a group of folks internally and, and with the help of ATV Capital uh, and Tom Rattle, we bought the company back in 2018 from our private equity group out of the, States and and so you know we you know we definitely weren't uh, weren't full the bank wasn't full of cash but we did know that you know we had some runway we were uncertain the the reality was if this thing was going to go to nothing it was going to go to nothing anyway Jeff um, and and so we looked at it and said well we got three or four weeks for sure you know before we have to do anything and if that three or four weeks was really going to be the differentiator between us making it and not making it. Um, then we then we certainly needed to be there for our people. Uh, you know, it it wasn't going to matter. I guess was kind of the way we had we had looked at it. Um, and 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 but with all you know all seriousness and all confidence, we knew that no matter what, we'd make the right decision at the right time, and the team would rally and we'd get through it. So, Trevor, you you were making some, uh, I guess, some educated guesses that if things were going to crumble around you, no matter what. Uh, this was going to give you the best chance at recovering, but I, I can't help it. I can't help but think that, and I've been here myself, that when you're trying to look at the dollars and the cents and the, how much runway you have and, and different financial models, wouldn't you have bought yourself more time with temporary layoffs and guaranteed yourself at least a little bit more time to figure things out and hopefully rehire everybody? Like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of so many CEOs that I've spoken to in the last 10 months. And, and I think oftentimes the decision is to just take the sure thing, buy us as much time as possible, conserve cash and capital. And yet you kind of chose to do the opposite. Is that fair? Yeah, it, it is. And I mean, we took it, we took it, you know, way, like we took it way farther than that in the end, Jeff, look, we looked at all those things too. In the book of business, you know, I say would, you know, would tell us uh, or would tell me or did tell me conserve capital, let people go. 
we weren't looking at this as as uh, as lasting forever either, and we weren't looking at it from a short term perspective. You know, we were we were looking at COVID as being short term, and and we're looking at building SharePoint into an employee owned, broad based employee owned company. You know, we're talking about a company that we plan on having around for a hundred years. You you can't cut and run and over a bad quarter or a bad a bad six months. And there was lots of levers we could pull if we had to, uh, you know, all the way to you know to to none of the owners get paid. We most of us work here. We just don't take a paycheck for for a while. Like there there was lots of things that we knew that we could do and that the team would do if we needed to. So that de-risked us some. But you know, we did some really other some other really cool stuff as well that I think is pretty unique, Jeff. What what are some of those things, Trevor? So so one of the things after we had agreed to keep everybody, we you know we knew that there was a uh, a wage subsidy or there was some kind of wage subsidy coming out. We didn't know what that looked like or or exactly if we'd qualify it, but we were pretty sure that we would. And that was one of the conversations we had that same night when we said let's not let anyone go. If this comes out, it could be really advantageous to us. And once it rolled out. And we recognized that we would qualify for it. And, you know, we looked at it and we believe the intention of that program was to keep people employed, you know, and, and, uh, and so we said, this is awesome. We can keep our folks, but most of our team is hourly employees and they go out and they fix stuff in the field and they get paid for the hours that they work. And, and I remember saying, you know, what if we guaranteed everybody a paycheck? Like, like everybody, a minimum guarantee. And, and, uh, and that was a little bit, little bit of a tougher sell right away to our CFO specifically. He was like, oh my God, like, I, I don't know, Trev, like, we can't do that. And I said, I modeled it out. And my modeling out was on a piece of paper with a pen because I'm terrible with, uh, with spreadsheets and stuff. And I'm like, I actually, I think, I think it'll work. And so Cam, you know, Cam kind of laughed and he took it in about an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours later, got back to me and was like, we might be able to do it. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, you know, uh, you know, now that is, that is really, you know, going, you know, that is going the extra mile for sure. Um, so we took it to the board and, and the board asked the same questions, like, are you sure? And Holy crow, and you know, supportive, but, but when we looked at it, there was a lot of risk for sure. And so to de-risk that I said, let me go back to the team and just ask about pay cuts, you know, let's see, let's see if we can pull this off and, and, de-risk de the gap, you know, in, in the overhead costs by taking pay cuts. And so I went back to the leadership team and said, here's a, here's a plan, you guys, and I'm not going to force anyone to do it. But what if we all took pay cuts? The whole company had taken 10% at that time. And, and they were like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I said, it's going to be, it's going to be deep, you know? So we went to our branch manager and asked them to take 15 to 17%. Our VPs, we asked them to give up about 27%. Our CFO, 30%. And and I was willing to give up 50%. And I said, if, if we did that, then we could guarantee everyone a paycheck. And so we were able to guarantee all our first year apprentices 2,500 bucks and second year's 3,000. And then all the way up to, we guaranteed all our journeymen $5,000 a month for six, six months this year. Was there any concern uh, that if you guarantee people a certain amount of income that you might see some undesirable behaviors? Like, people don't work as hard or they sort of mail it in uh, any of that kind of, were any of those kinds of concerns at all, Trevor? Not, not, not at all, actually. And I mean, for one thing, you know, if the work was there, people just want to go to work and, and, yeah. and, and we, you know, we explained why we were doing this and, and that this was to keep people fed. And I think, I think the, the bigger thing was going to the team and asking 
be able to take 15 to, you know, to 30% for some of those guys, like that, that's, that's, that's so much money to people. And they're, they're young, they've got young families, you know, they don't save that much money. And so for us, it was more, you know, are people willing to do it and how, and how much sacrifice is everyone willing to make for each other? And, and we weren't concerned about somebody wouldn't go to work. Um, and we didn't, we didn't have that at all. As a matter of fact, all our people want to do is come, come in in the morning and, and go give her. What, how tough were the reactions from, from the management team that were faced with significant rollbacks like that? Uh, so this is going to go down as the proudest moment in my, uh, in my career. And one of the proudest moments in my life, uh, you know, that it was, it was such a big ask. And we, we probably kind of pushed it around back and forth amongst the senior leadership team for about 15 minutes or 20 minutes, to be honest with you. There, mm-hmm. there, I'm not going to lie. There was a gasp, you know, a, like, you yeah. know, that, that was a big ask. But before we were off in a 30-minute call, everybody was on board and, and made it really clear, like, this wasn't something we were going to hold a gun to anyone's head over. Um, you know, for this to work, we needed to be okay with all of us needed to be okay with it. And, and, and they just did it. You know, it was, and, and then went and communicated it. And, and, and not once did they talk about how much they were giving up, you know, personally, it was, you know, we are, we're, we're as a team, we're giving up. And, you know, I, uh, I'm so proud of our folks, Jeff, for, for that. And I mean, even you're asking people to take 10% pay cuts, uh, you know, that's, that's significant to some of our team. Right. And yeah. So you get the team on board and, and, uh, I'm imagining now you have to roll it out to all the employees. How did you choose to announce this to the to the entire company? And then, what were the responses and 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 the short term reactions that you that you saw from the employees? Uh, so we we actually rolled it out verbally to start with. We went to Kev, uh, our VP of Ops, went and and had meetings with all of the his direct reports and and all our managers. And then they talk to the people uh, and just let them know, like, we're, we're going to, we're going to try and keep, keep people for as long as we can um, and give people a lot of runway. And this is our strategy, give everyone a, a minimum guarantee. And, and we shared that, you know, to do that, we we're taking significant pay cuts. And then I, and then it followed up with an email to the whole company uh, around it. I mean, the, the response was fantastic. Like, you know, it was obviously uh, it was a time where people were really looking for, you know, f- to, for some security. Um, you know, it was it, kindness is self-serving. I say all the time, and and we did it for the right reasons. But but the reality is, you know, we we know for a fact that it's good for our business and that our our folks appreciate it. And you know, there's going to be a time where things are tough and we're kind of kind of struggling with each other. And we'll be able to sit in a room and say, "Remember that time when we got through this thing together?" And so don't don't go away there, buddy, because uh, yeah, you know, yeah. work through this with us. And and so we 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 also know that you know that there's a strategy to it as well. Um, and I, I always believe that if you come from the right place and you're authentic about the reason why, and our reason why was truly to help our people. Mm-hmm the long-term game is it's going to be really good for SharePoint. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm impressed, Trevor. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are, uh, that are coming through in your story here. I mean, number one, that you really approach this as a, as a leadership team with the end in mind. So you, you're thinking about the long-term, the end game, uh, uh, that no, uh, no ship, uh, no ship was built uh, to stay in the harbor, so to speak, right? That if, if we're going to be in the game of business, we can expect some choppy, turbulent waters, values and purpose decision-making there as well. But I, I just can't help think about what it felt like back in March and April, though, for us as business leaders and owners was 
you're, you're making big decisions with no uncertainty. And it's, I think it's easy to be courageous in hindsight, um, but to make these tough, these tough decisions when you had no idea how it was going to go, like, how did you get your plate yourself into a place where you actually felt at peace with making those kinds of decisions with so much uncertainty around you? So for me, it was easy by Friday night. My biggest thing was, you know, I was more concerned about, you know, trying to have, having to try to get the team over the line on this. Yeah. You have to, there was so much uncertainty and there was so much uncertainty either way. And, and we didn't know the revenue could have went, went even lower. It could have went to zero. Like the whole province could have been shut down or Western Canada. Um, yeah. you know, so, so for me, it just seemed like the most intuitive thing to do is to try really hard to keep our people. And yeah. again, because of the, what we had gone through, I mean, we'd gone through some terrible times financially before and, and all, and all I did back then was go to the team and say, Hey, we're in trouble. You know, we're yeah. like lots of trouble financially and I don't know what I'm doing and I need, I need your help. Um, yeah. And, and if, if you leave, I understand, I want to be honest with you about, uh, about our, our reality and it's, and it's tough and it's going to be tough. So if you got to go, we understand, but if you stay, then, you know, we can build it better and it can be better than it ever was. And so I was like the team, the team pulled us through those times. So it made sense to me, like, let's go look after the team and the team will look after us. And, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty, but there was also uncertainty that if you lay off a significant amount of your staff and four or five weeks or six or seven weeks later, everything comes back, you know, how is everyone going to feel? Like, you know, how, how are our folks going to feel about, you know, we, we didn't even give this thing time to figure it out. And, and I get it like very, very scary. And we were too. And, and, you know, I, you know, I had very, I had lots of moments where my stomach was turning and churning, but it just seemed like the most natural thing, you know, three or four weeks to us, even we knew no matter what we could get through it through that period of time. And, and so, yeah, it, it just seemed honestly very natural i i felt extremely comfortable about it as soon as we had the first conversation and trevor we're fortunate that uh that over the years we've got to know your team uh, quite well and how different do you think this experience would have been for you if you hadn't spent so much time over the years on clarifying your values and knowing what your future state was and knowing what your purpose was your noble purpose like if you didn't have those things in place to rely on do you think that this could have turned out differently. Yeah, absolutely. It, it would have, uh, you know, we'd have been coming from a place of, of fear entirely without any real clear uh, vision of where we were going. And, and, you know, it would have been really hard to kind of bring the team to, to the table and talk about our values and talk about we care being the foundational one. And, you know, that one, everybody in our company knows that core value, you know, of, of, of all our values. That's the one that resonates and, and has been spoken about a lot. If we hadn't gone through that, set that up, talked about it a lot, made decisions, we've made some tough decisions, uh, you know, around our values that impacted our, our revenue and our bottom line through, over the last few years uh, as well. And, and we saw the, the, the short-term pain that comes from that because there, there is, but we've also got to see the reward. And so if we hadn't gone through that, really, really built out a really, you know, good vision of what we wanted the company to be and, and defined our values and talked about them a lot and made decisions on it, the outcome would have been way different. It would have been me, if I'd have even had the courage to, to make the same call, Jeff, it would have been, you know, me trying to convince 130 yeah. people and that wouldn't have worked very well. Yeah, and I think 
that's my hope for this discussion, Trevor, is this will give other leaders the courage to really clarify what they believe in, what their values are, and then more importantly, on how to use those things and leverage those things. Because I think there's now, a, I think there's been a trend towards companies spending time on these things. Like, you know, they got the plaque in the boardroom and they've got values clarified, but I still think that there's a gap in how companies, how leaders are using those tools to make decisions, to hire people, to reward and recognize, to grow, encourage, to coach, to give feedback. And I, and I think that's the power is once you've built them, if you actually use them and find meaningful ways uh, to do that. And there's actually some interesting research and some evidence now that tells us historically, when companies go into economic downturn, it's the companies that hang on to their people that recover the fastest. And one of the reasons is the goodwill that you create. Another reason is how difficult it is to replace that talent once things start to start to sort of rock and roll again. Tell us about some of the behaviors that you have seen, some of the outcomes that you've achieved now that we're sort of 10 months into this and we've got the value of hindsight at play, but how has this actually served you from a observational standpoint, a dollars and cents standpoint, uh, the business stability? What is that? Tell us what that looks like. So, so for, for us, the one, the one thing we could also, it was good for our people. We could also go as we were coming out of it and work was coming back and we were starting to get calls from some of our partners on, you know, on, on going back to work. Yeah. We were able to share this story and we, we hadn't yeah. really gone out of our way to do that and, and be like, you know, hey, you know, get a call. Hey, do you, do you guys have some folks that can come and build a well site? And they're like, oh yeah, actually we have the same team. All the people are still here. And to be able to actually share that, that really yeah. resonated with, with, uh, with our clients as well and our partners. Um, and, and so when we went to do the work, we had the same people had, who had done the work. And yeah. so we didn't have to onboard people. We didn't have to worry about you know, do they fit? You know, what are their technical abilities? Um, our clients didn't have to worry about that as well. And yeah, so that, that ended up being being an advantage for us um, uh, too. And and as we started to share this more and more, you know, it, it it's a it's a real feel good thing. And our, our client really resonated with our with our clients yeah. and and with our communities as well. Um, yeah. And and so you know, uh, we've we've. We've been busier the last couple of months. We believe that it's you know it's going to be tough going into 2021, but we're confident that we've uh, we've stabilized now, and and we have we have our team, the people that we've had around for for years who've been here to help us get to where we are, um, are still here, and that's going to serve us well. So you were able to actually turn turn this into uh, a client strategy, a differentiation strategy, uh, a client continuity. Uh, component here that gave you a competitive advantage that then that I think that's a part that I probably never would have thought about before that's uh, that's really interesting Trevor yeah and the other thing it did Jeff is our like you know our, our folks have a ton of anxiety right now you know uh, with everything that's going on and and you know in in the, the world is the world is chaotic and there's still uncertainty but our morale is going up and up and up like as a team we've rallied around this and we've come together yeah. and we've actually seen you know, our culture, our culture is getting stronger and, and we've turned this into like, people are now looking for more and more and more ways to help other people and help each other. And so it's been an amazing experience for us in that regard. And, 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 you know, without, without disregarding or pretending that it's not difficult and our people are starting to open up and talk about some of the challenges that they're having, you know, yeah. they're talking to their wives and their kids and their parents. And, but at the same time, you know, just really, really rallying uh, around each other. Yeah. It's been been remarkable in that regard too. 
Uh, Trevor, you've done an exceptional job of demonstrating and displaying compassion, um, care, kindness, um, empathy for your people. Do you have any advice for other leaders that might be listening to this, wondering how they might get started? Like, what are a couple of things that that somebody could do to, to start to implement some of the tools and some of the ideas and concepts that you've mentioned? Well, for, for us, we, you know, we had no idea about this, this stuff. We had core values on a wall too. And, and, and I'll give, you know, I'll give you a plug here, Jeff, like we came to you guys and you guys helped us that results to really define this stuff and help educate us on the importance of it. And, and so we had a few years with you guys to really kind of, kind of get this figured out. And I, I think that's a really good first step. Um, you know, we had gone through exercises on our own and, and you don't know what you don't know. So I think that's the first thing. And, and, you know, for, for me, if I, I talked to a lot of other leaders about this and, you know, it seems like we did something that was pretty unique, but I also encourage them, you know, to try some stuff and, and, and the biggest thing, be vulnerable um, with you, be vulnerable about how you're feeling and, and with mm-hmm. your team, with your team, you know, I let people know when I'm feeling some anxiety, but I also let them know that I'm confident that we'll get through it. But I think the other thing is ask your team for help, let them know what's going on. And especially once you have your values and you've started to talk about that and you have a vision and you've shared that makes it a lot easier, but, but your, your people will help you. And, and I, I mean, I get a lot of credit for things that go on in this company, Jeff, but you know, I get to throw out some crazy ideas and everybody else does all the hard work. Like (laughs) it's, uh, it's, it's remarkable. So, you know, when I talk to other leaders, I'm like, Hey, the book said this, but what if, like, what if you just tried something different and have confidence that you've shared the information with your team and no matter what, no matter what, they're going to help you get through it. You know, you're, you're not the one that has to pull the truck through the mud. You have a whole bunch of people there. And, and oftentimes I find with me, you know, as soon as I get out of the way, they, they do a lot better. So. Trevor, I want to thank you for sharing your story with us today. I've taken a page of notes and I'm trying to also conduct an interview with you at the same time. So it, it's litter. It's absolutely littered with uh, with takeaways and 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 key points and suggestions and approaches that can help any business out there. And when I, when I have a chance to talk to compassionate leaders like yourself, it certainly gives me hope for the future that leadership is going in the right direction. And not to understate or undervalue the impact that leaders can have in the lives of people, and not just how they show up at work, but how they show up in the community, how they show up at home. Uh, It's been a real pleasure uh, to have you on the show today, Trevor. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you guys inviting me to this and always, uh, always love connecting with you for whatever reason, but this is pretty cool. Thanks. Absolutely. And for those of you uh, uh, tuning in today and paying attention to Trevor's message, if you have comments to share about the episode, other suggestions or ideas for us, you can contact us anytime at info at unleashedresults.com. And to stay in touch with Trevor, you can find his contact information on the SharePoint website at SharePoint.ca. And be sure to go to our website for this episode and a library of all of our other Unleashed episodes. We've got two full seasons under our belt now, and you can find that at unleashresults.com backslash unleash hyphen series. So find that at unleashresults.com. Look forward to catching up with everybody on the next episode of Unleashed. And until then, be well. Be well.